I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome to the Animation for Adults podcast. My name is Evan Vernon, and today we're taking a closer look at the hit comedy series Heldin. Now in its second season, Heldin tells the story of Andrew, a young 12-year-old boy who is the last human on Earth. He is also the owner of the last working TV and VCR player. Drawn to this rare form of entertainment, a few post-apocalyptic creatures befriend Andrew, and together the group watches old movies and cartoons to pass the time. Held In will be broadcast on the Sci-Fi Channel's adult animation block, TZGZ, which features an exciting slate of animation including Wildlife and Magical Girl Friendship Squad, both of which we previously covered. Humanity had ended, but one boy survived. Now this child and his new otherworldly friends spend their days watching the only entertainment left on Earth. Really messed up cartoons. Oh boy, I've got real friends now. This is so cool. It almost makes me forget that my entire family's dead. Oh, wait. I'm here today with uh, Neil Gargiulo, who co-created and co-produced the show with his comedy troupe, Dr. God, and also served as Heldon's uh, showrunner. Neil's prior credits include creating and directing the series Macopolis, which aired for three seasons on AXXTV. Neil also created the web series Brainwashed by Tunes, which was published on FunnyOrDie.com in 2019 and won an Emmy. Neil, thank you for being here. Uh, to kick things off, tell us a little bit uh, about your career. Uh, I understand you started in acting and then eventually transitioned to writing, producing, and directing. How did that happen? Yeah, so, you know, I have lived in the improv and sketch comedy world for the better part of my adult life. Um, I started doing comedy as a teenager in New York and, uh, you know, uh, really immersed myself in that and uh, moved to Los Angeles and have performed regularly with my comedy group, Dr. God, uh, over the course of the past 15 years. And during that, I was fortunate to work as an actor for a number of years, but the goal had always been, and the work behind the scenes had always been, building towards show creation, feature film writing, uh, directing, and producing. And uh, about 10 years ago, that started to really happen. My first show um, was at Access TV, the Mark Cuban-owned network, um, where I did three seasons of Mockpocalypse. And then uh, from there, have been working with uh, a bunch of really great people in comedy. And it all led to wanting to make an animated sketch comedy show. Um, you know, with my group, we, uh, we made our first film, Bloodsucking Bastards. And after that, we were working with Shout Factory, who does uh, such a great job. And, you know, their work with Mystery Science Theater 3000, that's an iconic show that we all grew up with and, and loved so much. So when that opportunity came up and they uh, approached us about developing a show, um, it, we, we got on the same page really fast. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's a show that's in our wheelhouse because ultimately it's a sketch comedy show that 
is animated and has a narrative frame, but at its core, it's a sketch comedy show, which really plays to our backgrounds. You mentioned your comedy troupe, um, Dr. God. I understand that they um, had a pretty strong role in co-creating this series. Could you just kind of tell us about what that, I guess, sort of um, cooperative, um, you know, sort of teamwork um, looked like? For sure. You know, we're a creative collective and we've worked together for so long that uh, it becomes effortless at points. You know, we, we have a base idea to work from and then we get together and have lunch or have a couple of drinks or go to a comedy festival for a weekend. And, and we live together during that time and we just bang around ideas. And this is something that came about pretty quickly. Um, Shout Factory had... Uh, you know, a, a, a loose concept uh, and, and said, hey, I'm not sure if you want to develop something, but we're thinking of something in this space. And we took it and ran with it. And I'd say that, you know, it, it has been, uh, like always, a, a great creative um, endeavor with, you know, great communication amongst everyone because of the years of working experience together. Fantastic. So transitioning into the show then, Heldon's really an interesting series. Um, You've already described it as a sketch comedy and that's what it is. It's kind of a show almost within a show. Tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind uh, Heldon. Where did you start with that? Well, you know, with our sketch comedy backgrounds, we were trying to find something that we can, you know, there's such a a world of footage out there. for animation, for live action, for old PSAs, for old educational films. Roger Corman's entire library. There are so many things that um, are ripe for revisiting and putting social touch points on today. Um, So, you know, as we were looking through that, we were trying to find a format where we can have a narrative and we can certainly touch on a theme every episode and have an original look on the show, but that also allows us to explore you know, the sketches within that show and, um, and have it feel like a, a cohesive piece. And uh, we landed on that, on something that, you know, we're very inspired by Beavis and Butthead. And like I had mentioned, Mystery Science Theater 3000, to be able to do a sketch comedy version of what Mystery Science Theater did in terms of commentary uh, is such a, um, it's such a dream. You know, we, we, uh, we all love that show and admire it so much. So to do something that we feel is a far leap from it, but certainly, um, you know, certainly uh, a tip of the cap to it. It's funny you mentioned Mystery Science Theater because screening the series a while back, that's kind of what came to mind when I was watching it. Um, with the, um, I, I guess the comedy being a little more adult oriented, of course, but hilarious. So I I wonder, you know, there are so many clips in every single episode. Do you hand curate all of those little blips? Every single one of them. We, our writing staff watches thousands of hours of videos and uh, every once in a while we go, oh, that 30 seconds will be funny. So we don't have a research team. We're just the writing staff going through and pulling things that we think we can turn into something that is bizarre and unique and speaks to our time. Fantastic. Heldon's been described several times as a satire of sorts. Um, Would you agree with that idea? And if so, what are you poking fun at? For sure. Uh, It is absolutely uh, social satire and 
for season two, even more so, you know, we've leaned into social touch points. Whereas in season one, it was, uh, there was a lot of random humor, which we love as well. But with season two, we've had more time now that we're working with NBCU and TZGZ. Uh, we've had more time to develop the writing and really dig deep and, and find some funny stuff and still be random and crazy and, and psychotic. But, uh, but to be able to really sink our teeth into um, into reflecting on our world has been really fun. Do you think that you ever point the finger directly at the, uh, the viewer? I mean, the, I won't betray any spoilers, but the other day I was watching an episode and uh, the characters were watching, you know, all of these clips and um, searching for reasons to get up and exercise or do something. And I'm uh, sitting there with my beer, you know, watching the show and thinking, is he making fun of me? Is, is he looking oh, at so <laughs> So often, those are a reflection of our behaviors. Yeah, I would say I would say a solid seventy-five percent of the show is making jokes at our own expense of things that we've done. Uh, there's a fun sketch um, that takes a look at the Lyft driver Lyft passenger relationship, and I have no doubt that I have been on the side on the wrong side of that sketch on a number of occasions. Um, and, uh, and you know, you have to just kind of be able to acknowledge your flaws and poke fun at them as well. Absolutely. So, so the finger's not always going outward, it's often coming backwards. Yeah, it, it goes both ways. Thank you for sharing, Neil. Um, so from kind of a production standpoint, I wanna take a step back um, for just a moment. Um, I understand that you, created essentially your own studio to create held in Raphael Raphael entertainment was that studio created created exclusively to make held in or do you see yourself making more projects out of this is this kind of a long-term uh, thing yeah so I, I made a project for funny or die through it um, called uh, brainwashed by tunes and we won an Emmy this year um, through that production so you know within the first year the company won an Emmy which was nice and uh, you know, we've done now two seasons of Hellden through it. Um, I have a feature film in production through it. Um, and yeah, I, I, the sky is the limit on it. You know, um, it being able to make remote production and being able to um, work with creatives uh, all over the world has been great. And it's something that, you know, is very much in my wheelhouse. So uh, yeah, I have a few shows in development through it, and hopefully it continues to grow. Hopefully we do 15 seasons of Helden through it, and then I die. That's the goal. Make 15 seasons of Helden through the company, and then I die. That's my exact goal. Do you anticipate Helden, you personally have already won an Emmy, do you anticipate Helden um, achieving that level of success? Um, oh with the popularity God. it already enjoys. Don't, don't you ask me that question because <laughs> you're talking about my dreams right now. I would love, I would love it to receive that level of um, uh, attention. You know, it's hard to cut through because there are so many avenues uh, to take in content. And we live in the renaissance of the blue collar entertainer. There's a lot out there for people to watch. So... I sure hope it cuts through and catches the attention because I'm really proud of the second season. I think it's a really caught some fire in its second season and I'm hoping that the eyeballs reflect that. So circling back to those who haven't seen um, the series um, yet, Neil, if you were to give people the number one reason to check out the show, what would it be? 
this is a sketch comedy show that is about the apocalypse, but is not about the apocalypse. And being we're living in a time where there's a global pandemic, there's an opportunity to take the piss out of the world that we're currently living in without being depressing. Do you think that any of the uh, behavior or human behavior, I say that loosely because only one of the characters in Helden is actually human, but yeah. do you see any of the behavior in Helden kind of reflected in this like pseudo apocalyptic society that we're living in with COVID? I do. I will say the optimism of our five central characters is something that I hope uh, hope spreads through the viewers because uh you know it can be very depressing to be alone on the couch every day but uh, i do think that our characters have a sense of optimism even in a dystopian future yeah absolutely watching it just the other day um i mean i felt good um because <laughs> they had that sense of that sense of cheer that optimism in spite of their circumstances um it's so easy when you're viewing comedy to assume that it's just there for laughs but it can also be a teaching tool and it can inspire you in ways too and um it's it's my personal opinion that Helden achieves that um so really appreciate the fact that you've created this show neil anything else uh you want to tell us uh, before we wrap up today just that i'm thrilled to be working with um not just my comedy family and Dr. God, but that uh, we have such great guest stars this season. Um, really tremendous folks coming in, Maria Bamford, Matthew Lillard, um, Katie LeClaire, Kevin Heffernan, um, and people that we've worked with for a really long time on the stage, like Ashley Hairston and Sabeth Russell and Kristen Sanchez, and uh, just a, a bunch of really tremendous folks that uh, brought uh, brought the show to a new level in the second season. And we're so thrilled about that. Well, thank you so much for your time, Neil. And uh, to all our listeners, if you'd like to watch Held In, you can catch it Saturdays at 12 a.m. Eastern time. It's going to be on Sci-Fi's animation block, TZGZ. You're in for a boatload of laughs, so don't miss it. someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products but nothing seemed to work for them, I'm able to take that disappointment and that pain and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. And they try the art supports. It's a light up moment. You see their face brighten up. They go from feeling discouraged to being happy and hopeful again. For over 25 years, the Good Feet Store and our art support specialist have been helping folks live the life they love without foot, knee, hip, or back pain getting in the way. That's why this job is so important. You're helping people, getting back into the activities that they've wanted to do for a long time, doing the things that they love to do with their Good Feet Art Supports. We're able to help them and take them from the pain to the possibilities, and I love it. The Good Feet Store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com. Angie's list is now Angie. And caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag. 
just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.